going to um, continue to think then about peace and about being peacemakers, as Jesus calls us to do in that Sermon on the Mount. And it sounded, as I said, it sounded like there were some good conversations that people were having in terms of what peace or, or peaceful brings to mind. Would some people just like to share some of the answers that we had? What comes to mind when we say peace, when you hear peace or peaceful, what kind of thing is? Silence is peaceful, yes. But what, what sort of things do people find? The dog. Dog. You find dog. the dog peaceful? Dog. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Jakey. Food. Yeah. The peaceful peacefulness of food. Yes, Mia. Calm. Excellent. Calm. Yeah, peaceful. Isaac. Colouring. In colouring, you find that peaceful. Anything else? What sort of things? Yes. Reading, yeah, that could be a really peaceful thing. So peacefulness in terms of how we feel, in terms of our, our state of mind. Stan, what was yours? Sitting on a riverbank fishing, a real picture of peacefulness. Arthur. An end to war, excellent. So there's peace in terms of an end to war, no conflict or fighting. So it's really interesting, actually, we can think about peace and we can think about peacefulness in lots of ways. And Right, like you said, sometimes it's to do with how we might feel, whether we feel peaceful or at peace, and things that we can do that help us to feel that way, or it can be in terms of peace between other people, so no fighting, no conflict, that people are getting on with one another, and they're all really good answers. But today I want us to think, actually, what does the Bible tell us about peace? Because the picture that the Bible builds up about peace is that peace is about completeness and about wholeness. I think that's a really helpful way to think about peace. It's that state of being whole, that state of being complete, where broken situations have been fixed. So whether that's between people, whether that's between countries, whether that's actually situations that are, we're really struggling with and we're causing them to find that we feel not at peace, we might feel anxious or worried, Actually, peace comes and it mends and it fixes broken situations and it makes them whole. And our world is desperate for peace. You don't need to look very far to realise that. You can see it on the news, you can see it through social media, you see it through probably in our own lives and conversations that we have with people. Our world is desperate for peace because when we look around we see brokenness, don't we? We see brokenness in people's health, we see brokenness in relationships, we even see brokenness in, in nature in different ways. And that means that there is a lack of peace. And so what our broken world needs is one to come and make peace. Our broken world needs a peacemaker. And we're going to think about who that peacemaker is as we explore the Bible together. But before that, you may have noticed on your chairs, or at least on every other chair, there's a cardboard cutout of a person. Um, what I would like you to do initially, with people around you, okay, so on one of the sides of the person, I want you to write down all of the names that people might call you. Keep it nice and friendly, but all of the names that people might call you, okay? So it could be names, it could be nicknames, it could be like mum or dad or son or daughter. Lots of, so as a, people around, chat with people around and fill out on that side of the person, what are some of the names that you are known as? What are some of the names that you are called? Some very affectionate nicknames um, going around. 
But our, the names that we have will reflect the relationships that we have with people, because it will, it will show up different relationships that we have, or it maybe says something about our character or our nature. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Matt so helpfully reminded us that God has many names. So like we might have many names, God himself has many names, which tell us a lot about who he is, about his character, about what he does. So for example, we, one of the names for God is healer, because that's one of the things that he does. He brings healing to people. So I want you to uh, turn your cardboard person over and have a chat with those around you. And on the other side, I want you to write down some of the names of God that you know, that, you know, that speak something of um, his different characteristics, different aspects of his nature. So let's see how many you can think of. Write them on the other side. Okay, hopefully you've got a few different names then for God on the other side of the cardboard person that we've been writing on. So we've been thinking about some names for ourselves, but also some of the different names for God. And actually, it's important to think about these different names because, like I said, they often tell us something about who it is that we are talking about. Now, in the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah... Uh, in Isaiah 9 verse 6, he actually says, uh, there's a, a list of names. He talks about uh, some different names that I just want us to have a look at. So in Isaiah chapter 9, and I want you to have a listen. When I'm reading this through, I want you to think about who is it that Isaiah is talking about? Who do these names relate to? So this is what Isaiah said. He said, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Who is that that Isaiah is talking about? All of those names, about one person, who is it that he's talking about? Ezra. Jesus. Well done. Absolutely. Isaiah is talking about Jesus. Who is going to come? And can you see one of the final names that Isaiah gives, uh, to, or the final name that Isaiah gives to Jesus there is Prince of Peace. So peace is something that is very, very important to Jesus. Peace is something that Jesus came to bring about. Into that brokenness, Jesus came, and instead of brokenness, to bring completeness and to bring Wholeness. We've been thinking as a church for a, a number of months now, we've been thinking about what God's kingdom looks like while recognizing that when Jesus came, he was bringing about God's kingdom everywhere he went. He would do it through word, through teaching, but he would also do it through action. He would demonstrate God's kingdom. He would heal people. He would perform miracles. He would bring peace. He would bring joy. He would bring comfort wherever he went. And again, one of the things that Jesus came to bring, and one of the most important things that Jesus came to bring and bring about was peace. And we need to notice here that Jesus was not a peacekeeper, he was a peacemaker. He came and he actually disrupted and caused actually quite a lot of uh, people to feel unhappy and unsettled by what he was doing. He was um, challenging the ways that people thought and the ways that people lived. He wasn't just coming to keep things nice and comfortable and keep things peaceful in that sense, but he actually came to make real peace, and real peace that would 
last. I would love it if some of the children could come and help me to act something out. I find things helpful sometimes to, to see them visually. Hi. So any of the children, would you like to come no, up the front I'm, and just help me to I'm act right something out? Uh, um, Jakey, can you just take a step to the side for a minute? Right, Eva and Mia, I want you two, how, how good is your acting? Is it good? I want you two, you two to act like you're, you're in a fight with each other, okay? Don't actually be, we're mining, okay? So, uh, just, what do you think that might look like if you were, if, oh, oh, look. <laughs> that's a very, that's the friendliest fight I've ever seen. But what we've got here, we've got, we've got a situation going on here where there's conflict between these two. Um, and can we have, um, Lena and Elise, can you guys pretend that you're not talking? How would you act out that you're not talking to each other? Oh, yes. Look straight into that. That was good. Uh, and you guys, can we have uh, Arthur and Barney? If you two were ignoring each other, what might you do? What might that look like? Yeah, turning your backs on each other. Right, Jakey, what I want you to do in the middle of this fight, I want you to come and stand in the middle of this fight. So you're in the middle of it. Turn around so everyone can see you. And I want you to put your hands out. Stretch your arms out. That's it. Well done. Right, Molly. I want you to stand in the middle where these two aren't fighting. You stand in the middle, sweetheart. And I want you to put your, arm, put your arms out so you're touching both of the guys. Turn around. You know, that's fine. Good girl. Well done. Well done. And Isaac, stand up, please, bud. I need your help for this, so I'm going to have to call someone else to help. I'll do it. You're already in. We're already over there. Are you going to do it or not? Right, Uncle Luke, stand up, please. You're not my Uncle Luke, but you're. <laughs> And between these boys where they're not talking, I want you to stand between them and can you just put your arms out and put a hand on each of their shoulders? You're gonna, you're gonna get in there and you're gonna sort this out. Okay, so those of you that were fighting, I want you to step away. But um, Jakey, can you keep your arms up where they were, please? Molly, you keep your arms up where they are. Luke, you might need to lift your arms up a little bit, but that's what you do. And right, the rest of you, can you, can you go and sit down? Thank you so much for your help. But Luke, stay there. Molly, stay there. Jakey, stay there. The rest of you guys, go and sit down. Can everyone give them a clap? Thank you so much for helping. And I want you to have a little look. Look at the position of these here. It's cross. The reason why is because we cannot talk about peace without looking to the cross. Thank you, you guys. Sit down. Well done. Thank you, Uncle Luke. We have to look to the cross when we talk about peace or any sort of meaningful or lasting peace. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, says, This is why Jesus came. And this is why him going to the cross was so important. This is about Jesus, the Prince of Peace. It says that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross.
Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the one who came to be a peacemaker, to bring peace into broken relationships and into the broken world, the way that Jesus brings peace is by going to the cross and taking our sin upon himself. That we could come back to relationship with God. You see, Jesus makes a way for brokenness to be fixed and for wholeness to come. He does that in terms of, for, for us, in terms of wholeness for us with God, that we would know peace with God, but also wholeness with others, that we would know peace with others, but also that we would know peace within, that we would know what it is to be at peace in our lives and in our circumstances and in our situations. And Jesus is the one who has come to make a way that we would know peace. I'd love us to come and break bread together now to remember what it is that Jesus has done, to, to have a time to reflect on that, to think on that, to think of what it's meant for us in terms of being able to know peace with God, to know peace with others, and to know peace within our lives. And Jesus gave the breaking of bread as a gift to the church, a way for us to remember him, a way for us to celebrate him. And it's a great privilege and actually a great joy to be able to come and do that together. So can I have a couple of adults, there's some wine at the back, are you able to pass that around? Uh, and I've got four plates of bread here. I'd love it if maybe some of the children can come and help to hand out the bread. You might need to do it in pairs, but let's, let's see who wants to help. And I'll take that off. Jesus was with his disciples, with his friends on that first occasion where they broke bread in this way. Jesus was telling them that he had come to make peace. That he was the peacemaker. I don't think at that moment that they fully understood what it was that Jesus was telling them. But when we come to break bread, when we come to eat the bread and drink the wine, we remember that Jesus came to bring peace. That where our relationship with God was broken, actually Jesus comes to bring wholeness and healing. That we can know God and we can know Jesus Christ whom he sent. So when Jesus was with his friends, Matthew's Gospel says that as they were eating, Jesus took the bread. And after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So just as Jesus was inviting his friends, his disciples, to partake in the bread and wine then, he invites us also today. So let's eat the bread, let's drink the wine, let's give thanks. Uh, and let's remember all that God has done for us through Jesus. So we've thought a little bit already about peace, what peace is, the fact that Jesus was, is the Prince of Peace, the one who came to make peace. But I want us to think about our own lives. If we are to be peacemakers, actually how do we practice being peacemakers? What does that look like? How can we bring peace in the situations we find ourselves? So just very quickly, with someone nearby, just have a chat. How, do you, how can you practice being a peacemaker? What does it look like for you 
to be a peacemaker in your life. Just have a chat with someone nearby, see what things come to mind. The reason why I asked that question, how can we practice being peace, peacemakers, goes right back to where we started. If you remember, our key verse for this morning was Matthew 5. Uh, it says that, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. And so actually, we've looked to Jesus as the, the ultimate peacemaker. And yet, for those of us who are in his family, we're called also to be peacemakers. We're to be those that make peace or bring peace in the world around us and in our relationships and in the places where God has called us to. But we need to understand what's being said here because we may get it the wrong way around. Because we might look at it and think, uh, Jesus is, so when Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God, we might think, if we do enough peacemaking, and we're really good at peacemaking, then we get to be called children of God. But that's not right. That's not the right way of thinking. Galatians 3 verse 26. Have we got that up there, please, Ian? Did I put that one on? And she says this, that in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God or children of God through faith. So we don't become children of God through the things that we do. We do it because we put our faith in Jesus. So actually, what Jesus is saying here, it's because we are children of God, we do what we see him doing. And so when we are making peace, when we are being peacemakers... We're actually demonstrating, if you like, we're working out the fact that we're already children of God. And it's a sign, a demonstration of, of who we are, because it impacts the way that we live. So what does that look like for us to be those that make peace? I think one helpful way for us to think about it is this, in Mark chapter 12, someone came to Jesus and they asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? What is the most important thing that we can do with our lives? And Jesus said this, the most important commandment is this, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second one is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandments greater than these. And so actually, loving God with everything you have and loving other people as yourself is where everything else in the kingdom of God fits within. So when we're talking about what does it look like to be peacemakers, being a peacemaker means loving other people. It means loving people well. Someone asked Jesus, who then is my neighbor? And he told this story about a Jewish man who gets robbed and beaten up and left by the side of the road. And a priest comes along, who's, of, who's a Jewish guy as well, and a priest comes along and he walks by on the other side. And he leaves this man there. And then a Levite comes along. So they're from the same, same place. And he walks along and he leaves the guy on the other side. And then a Samaritan comes along. Now, the Jewish people and the Samaritans, they did not get on at all. They had nothing at all to do with each other. There was no peace between them. And yet in this story that Jesus tells, it's actually the Samaritan who is the one that stops and who looks after this man and who loves him and takes care of him. And in that moment, in the act of love, he becomes a peacemaker between two groups that would have nothing to do with himself. In that moment, he makes that decision, actually, I'm going to bring peace into this situation. 
And I think that's actually a really helpful picture for us as we think about what does it look like then for us to be peacemakers it means loving God and loving people well. I don't know what answers you came up with when we were just chatting together, but here are some thoughts about what being a peacemaker could look like. First of all, it's about sharing with others about Jesus, that they too might have a chance to hear about the ultimate peace that they need to be at peace with God. The Apostle Paul, he wrote in some of his letters, he said the thing that he uh, most implored people to do, or called people to do, was to be reconciled to God, to be right with God. And so as peacemakers, that's one of the things, that's a really important thing, the important way that we can bring peace, or make peace, is by sharing Jesus with others, and inviting people to come to know God and to know peace with him. Another way that we can be peacemakers, in thinking, in our daily lives, in daily situations, is to show kindness to people. We can show mercy to people where even if we think they don't deserve it, they've done something wrong or they're not particularly nice people, actually we can show mercy in the way that we act to them. And that brings peace into a broken situation. We can forgive others. Forgiveness is a huge way to bring peace because forgiveness shows that something's broken down somewhere along the line, hasn't it, in our relationship with someone. And yet by forgiving them, we bring peace. Being quick to say sorry when we've done something wrong, when we've hurt someone or offended someone, that's a way in which we can make peace. To seek justice, where someone is being treated in a way that is unfair and not right, and there's brokenness there, we can be those that make peace or bring peace by seeking justice for them. And also by being faithful in our relationships with others. So just to, for us, just to think about, we're going to come back into a time of worship, we're going to come and we're going to worship uh, God who we, through Jesus, now have peace with, but just to remind ourselves, in Matthew 5 verse 9, we are to be those, as children of God, we're to be those who are peacemakers, and to recognise that we get to represent the Prince of Peace by bringing peace. What a beautiful call we have on our lives, what a beautiful opportunity we have, what a beautiful part we have to play in our communities and in our neighbourhoods by being those who bring peace as we represent the Prince of Peace. If Lou and Nigel, are you able to come up? Let's get ourselves ready to come and, and worship again. Let's lift our eyes to God. Let's get ready to lift our voices. Let's get ready to use our gifts. We've already had a few things being shared which have been so helpful for our time together. Let's continue to do that, to build one another up to encourage one another. So may I invite you to stand, let's come, and let's worship God again. <laughs>